Together we pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Lord with your grace and your mercy and your power. May our minds and hearts and souls be fertile soil for your gospel, Lord. Illuminate these scriptures. Illuminate the mysteries of the faith. Convict and console our hearts, Lord. Configure us to Christ. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Jesus says something pretty crazy in the Gospel today. I'm sure we've all heard it numerous times before. It's still pretty crazy. It says, you are the light of the world. He's speaking at that point to those people who are physically in front of him. You know, 2,000 years ago, he's giving the Sermon on the Mount. He's speaking, you are the light of the world. But, but the truth is, is that he is speaking to everyone who would ever come to believe in him and everyone who would follow him. So he's speaking to us. You are the light of the world. And we could ask ourselves the question, well, well, didn't Jesus say, I am the light of the world? And, and he did. And he is. So how can he say that he is the light of the world? And, and we get that. Like, that makes sense. Like, Jesus is the light of the world. He's the incarnate Son of God. He's God in the flesh. Got it. But we are the light of the world because as we have been baptized in Christ, that genuinely, when we are baptized, the Holy Spirit with the Father and the Son come to dwell in our souls. That we become what St. Paul says, that we are temples of the Holy Spirit and that we are members of the body of Christ. That we share in his light. There's, there's a symbol when we're baptized. You see there the Paschal candle near our baptismal font. And the Paschal candle, every single Easter is blessed. There's a new one every single Easter. And if you look at the front of it, there are five, uh, these like little things pressed into it that represent the five wounds of Jesus. Christ who has been crucified, but now who is risen, who is the light of the world. And when we're baptized, we receive a candle that is lit from the Paschal candle, symbolizing the reality that through our baptism, we share in the light of Christ. So that genuinely, that we are the light of the world. But Jesus says this, right? That no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a bushel basket. And even more so, you have to think of this context. In first century Judaism, right, in the first century, there wasn't electricity. So if you're going to light a lamp, like that's how you lit the home at night. And the oil was precious. So there's no way that you're going to take this precious oil, light this lamp, and then stick a basket on top where it's not giving any light whatsoever. And then even as you stick the basket on it, then it's going to, to take away all of the oxygen eventually, and the light will go out. And so our, this light is given to us at baptism to be kept burning brightly. That's, that's part of 
the, the, the ritual of baptism. That this light is given to us to be kept burning brightly. And the truth is, is that people only come to know Jesus. They only come to know his light through his believers. Like, here and there, since the Lord has, um, has, has risen, right, and ascended into heaven, that he's appeared to folks, but that's not the norm. I mean, you can raise your hand if Jesus has appeared to you uh, in the course of your life. Um, anybody? No. All right. right. We come to know him through each other. We come to know him through each other, for, for better or for worse. The, the world comes to know Christ through the people who follow us. And so it is imperative that the light that has been given to us, that we allow the Lord to inflame it ever more deeply. And that this light becomes a fire within us. And this fire of God's love and his mercy and of his truth, it is a fire that, that gives us warmth. And it's also a fire sometimes that burns, right? Hopefully burning away what, whatever is not of the Lord. Our selfishness. Our prejudice. Our greed, our lust, our envy, our pride. That as we enter in more deeply into prayer, into the sacramental life of the church, that that, that is begin to be purified. But also the Lord is very, very clear what he says today, like, who, who is going to see this light? How are they going to see it? And he says this, just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Christianity is not just about doing good deeds, and doing good deeds cannot get us to heaven. It is only the grace of God that is free gift. But we have to cooperate with the Lord's grace. That we have to live a life in communion with him. We have to will it. And if we say we love the Lord, as St. John says, how can we say we love God who we do not see if we do not love our brothers and sisters who we do see? Like the love of God and the love of our neighbor are intimately connected and you cannot separate them. You cannot. Jesus has said so himself. Whatever you've done to the least of my brothers and sisters, you have done to me. You have done to me. And so as we go out, like the world needs Jesus, right? We need Jesus. We need each other to shine the light for us, to allow Christ to come into our hearts, to transform us, to transfigure us. And then the world needs us as well to become more and more like Christ. And so we need, as you've heard me say a million times, right, our prayer life is so essential. Because if we're not communicating with the Lord, then we don't know him. We're not opening up that space in our hearts. And then that, that is, is most deeply rooted in the Eucharist. Like this is the source and summit of the Christian life. Every grace given comes from and flows back to the Mass. Everything. Because it is the offering of Christ to the Father. 
And that the more that we come with hearts that are open, the more that we come longing and hungry for Jesus, and the more that we offer ourselves with him, the more that we, we come confessing our sin, right? At the beginning of Mass, we, we confess the reality that we're sinners. If we have mortal sin in our soul, then, then we need to come to the sacrament of reconciliation, that we bring that to Jesus, and he opens up a greater space. It opens up a deeper space to be transfigured by him. But it's also important that we leave here and live the gospel. But that's part of entering into the light and the fire of who Christ is. That we leave here and live the gospel. I'm going to read part of, of today's first reading, right? Share your bread with the hungry. Shelter the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them. And do not turn your back on your own. Then... Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wounds shall be quickly healed. And it just continues to go on here, right? That, that as we live the Christian life, then, then the light pours forth upon us. And that people see and come to know the Lord because of the way we live our life. People said about Mother Teresa, and, and you can say this about any of the saints, like her life did not make sense except for the fact that God exists. Like, who would do that? Who would do what she did if it were not for the love of God? And you know what? Everyone who sees us should say the same thing. The way that they treat the people in their class, especially those who are different from them, the way that they live in their romantic relationships with a chastity that is not of the current culture. The way that we forgive when others have done us wrong. The way that we are generous with our time and the resources that the Lord has given us. That people will see us, that they will see you, and they will say, their life does not make sense except for the gospel except for the truth that God is real. And they will long for it. And they will want to come to see the Lord through it. And so today, Jesus tells us, you are the light of the world. But we are only the light as much as we allow Jesus to take possession of our lives. You know, there's a, there's a, a common phrase today, and, and I get it, and there's a piece of it that, that's right. It's like, you do you, right? Like, be who you are and your individuality, and that's cool. But you do you can also get us in a lot of trouble because <laughs> we're sinners, <laughs> right? And we want to do things that are not in communion with the Lord. Selfish, prideful, greed, lust, envy, prejudice, all the things. What we need to do is you do Jesus. And it's not just about what would Jesus do, because that's just following a moral code, but it's letting Jesus, Jesus, I invite you ever more deeply into my life through the sacraments and through prayer that you have permission, Lord, you have, you are the Lord of my life. That I want to live my life in communion with you. And then our light shall break forth like the dawn. 
And brothers and sisters, this is right, like the way we live our life, not only in faith, but as we love our brothers and sisters, affects our eternal salvation and those of others. And the more we radiate Christ, the more others will come to see him or experience that grace. And so, as we leave today, and hopefully every day, we remember these words of Jesus. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father.